Yes, hello, this is Ken Andersen's podcast, and it's the 26th of December 2022. The time is 15.29, and it is Monday. Now, today we're going to start with the book uh, of Joshua, uh, chapter number one. After the death of Moses, the servant of Jehovah, Jehovah said to Joshua, the son of Nun, the minister of Moses, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now get up, cross the Jordan, you and all these people, and go into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. I will give you every place on which you set your foot, just as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the wilderness up to Lebanon and to the great river, the Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to take a stand against you as long as you live. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will neither desert you nor abandon you. Be courageous and strong, for you are the one who will cause these people to inherit the land that I swore to their forefathers I would give them. Only be courageous and very strong, and observe carefully the entire law that Moses my servant commanded you. Do not deviate from it, neither to the right nor to the left, so that you may act wisely wherever you go. This book of the law should not depart from your mouth, and you must read it in an undertone day and night in order to observe carefully all that is written in it. For then your way will be successful, and then you will will act wisely. Have I not commanded you? Be courageous and strong. Do not be struck with terror or fear, for Jehovah your God is with you wherever you go. (coughs) Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, Pass throughout the camp and give this command to the people. Get provision ready, because in three days you will cross the Jordan to go in and take possession of the land that Jehovah your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember what Moses, the servant of Jehovah, commanded you. Jehovah your God is giving you rest and has given you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock will dwell in the land that Moses has given you on this side of the Jordan. But all your mighty warriors should cross over in battle formation ahead of your brothers. You must help them until Jehovah gives your brothers rest, just as he has given you, and they also take possession of the land that Jehovah your God is giving them. Then return to the land you were given to occupy and take possession of it, the land that Moses, the servant of Jehovah, gave you on the east side of the Jordan. They answered Joshua, We will do all that you have commanded, and we will go wherever you send us. Just as we listen to everything Moses said, so we will listen to you. Only may Jehovah your God be with you, just as he was with Moses. Any man who rebels against your order and does not obey every command, you give him every order you command him, you give him, will be put to death. Only be courageous and strong. Chapter number two. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, secretly sent two men out from Shittim as spies. He told them, go and inspect the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a prostitute named, named Rahab, and they stayed there. 
The king of Jericho was told, Look, Israelitic, Israelitic men have come in here tonight to spy out the land. And that the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab, Bring out the men who came and are staying in your house, for they have come to spy out the entire land. But the woman took the two men and hid them. Then she said, Yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And at dark, and at dark, when the city gates was about to be closed, the men went out. I do not know where the men went, but if you quickly chase after them, you will catch up with them. However, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them among stalks of flax laid in roofs on the roof, in rows laid on the roof. So the men chased after them in the direction of the Jordan at the forts, and the city gates was shut once the pursuers had gone out. Before the men lay down to sleep, she came up to them on the roof. She said to them, I do know <clears throat> that Jehovah will give you the land, and that the fear of you has fallen upon us. All the inhabitants of the land are disheartened because of you. For we heard how Jehovah dried up the waters of the Red Sea before you when you left Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites, Shihon and Og, whom you devoted to destruction on the other side of the Jordan. When we heard about it, we lost heart, and no one has any courage because of you. For Jehovah your God is God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. Now please swear to me by Jehovah that because I showed you love and love to you, you will also show loyal love to my father's household, and you must give me a sign of good faith. You must spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belongs to them, and you must save us from death. At that the men <clears throat> said to her, We will give our lives for yours. If you do not tell about our mission, then we will show loyal love and faithfulness towards you when Jehovah gives us the land. After that she let them down by a rope through the window, for her house was on the side of the city wall. In fact, she was dwelling on the wall. Then she said to them, Go to the mountain regions and hide there for three days, so that those pursuing you may not find you. Then after your pursuers have come back, you can go and go on your way. The man said to her, We will be free from guilt respecting this oath that you made us swear, unless when we come into the land you tie this cord of scarlet thread in the window by which you let us down. You should gather your father, your mother, your brothers, and all your father's household with you into the house. Then if anyone goes out the door of your house into the open, his blood will be upon his own head, and he will be free from guilt. But if harms comes to you anyone who remains with you in the house, his blood will be on our heads. But if you report our mission, we will be free from guilt respecting your oath that you made us swear. She replied, Let it be according to your words. With that she sent them off, and they went their way. Afterwards she tied the scarlet cord in the window. So they left and went to the mountain regions and stayed there for three days, until the pursuers returned. The pursuers had been looking for them on every road, but did not find them. The two men then <clears throat> descended from the mountain regions and crossed the river, and came to Joshua, the son of Nun, they related to him all the things that had happened to them. 
Then they said to Joshua, Jehovah has handed over the entire land to us. In fact, all the inhabitants of the land are disheartened because of us. Chapter number 3 Then Joshua got up early in the morning, and he and all the Israelites departed from Sittim and came to the Jordan. They spent the night there before crossing over. After three days the officers passed throughout the camp and commanded the people, As soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of Jehovah your God being being carried by the Levitical priest, you should depart from your place and follow it. But keep a distance of about two thousand cubics from it. Do not come any near to it, so that you may know which is the way to go, for you have not traveled on this way before. Joshua now said to the people, Sanctify yourself, for tomorrow Jehovah will do wonderful things among you. Then Joshua said to the priest, Take up the ark of the covenant and pass ahead of the people. So they took up the ark of the covenant and went ahead of the people. Then Jehovah said to Joshua, This day I will start to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so that they may know that I will be with you just as I was with Moses. You should give this command to the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the edge of the waters of the Jordan, you should stand still in the Jordan. And Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of Jehovah your God. Joshua then said, By this you will know that a living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive away from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hevites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Look, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of the whole earth is passing ahead of you into the Jordan. Now take twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one man for each tribe. And as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest carrying the Ark of Jehovah, the Lord of the whole earth, touches the water of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan, flowing from upstream, will be halted, and they will stand still like a dam. So when the people departed from their tent just before crossing the Jordan, the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of the people. As soon as the carriers of the Ark reached the Jordan, and the priest carrying the Ark dipped their feet into the edges of the water, now the Jordan overflows its banks all the days of harvest. The waters flowing from upstream stood still, They rose up like a dam, very far away at Adam, the city near Sa'itan, while the waters descending towards the sea of the Araba, the salt sea, drained away. They were halted, and the people crossed over opposite Jericho. While the priest carrying the Ark of Jehovah's Covenant kept standing still on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, all Israel crossed over on dry ground, until the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan. Chapter number 4 As soon as the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, Jehovah said to Joshua, Take twelve men from the people, one man from each tribe, and give them this command. Take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood still, and carry them over with you, and set them down in the place where you will spend the night. So Joshua called the twelve men whom he had appointed from the Israelites, one man from each tribe, and Joshua said to them, 
pass ahead of the ark of Jehovah your God to the middle of the Jordan, and each one you should lift up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. If your children should later ask you, Why do you have these stones? You must tell them, because the waters of the Jordan were halted from before the ark of Jehovah's covenant. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were halted. These stones will serve as a lasting memorial to the people of Israel. So the Israelites did just as Joshua had commanded. They took up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, just as Jehovah had instructed Joshua to correspond to the number of the tribes of the Israelites. They took them over to the place where they would spend the night and set them down there. Joshua also set up twelve stones in the middle of the Jordan at the place where the feet of the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant stood, and the stones are there to this day. The priest carrying the Ark remained standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything that Jehovah had ordered Joshua to tell the people to do was completed, in harmony with all that Moses had commanded Joshua. All the while the people hurried across. As soon as all the people had finished crossing over, the ark of Jehovah and the priest crossed over in the sight of the people, and the Reubenites, the Gedeites, the half-tribe of Manasseh, crossed over in battle formation ahead of the other Israelites, just as Moses had instructed them. About 40,000 soldiers armed for battle crossed over before Jehovah onto the desert plains of Jericho. On that day, Jehovah exalted Joshua in the eyes of all Israel, and they deeply respected him all the days of his life, just as they had deeply respected Moses. Then Jehovah said to Joshua, Command the priest carrying the ark of the testimony to come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua, Joshua commanded the priest, Come out out of the Jordan. When the priest carrying the ark of the covenant of Jehovah came up from the middle of the Jordan, and the soles of the feet of the priest stepped onto dry ground, the waters of the Jordan resumed their course and overflowed the banks as before. The people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and camped at Gilgal on the eastern border of Jericho. As for the twelve stones that they had taken out of the Jordan, Joshua set these up at Gilgal. Then he said to the Israelites, In the future, when your children ask their fathers, What does this stone mean? You must explain to your children. Israel crossed the Jordan on dry land. When Jehovah your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before them until they had crossed it, just as Jehovah your God did to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we crossed it. He did this so that all the people of the earth may know how mighty Jehovah's hand is, and so that you may always fear Jehovah your God. Chapter number 5 As soon as all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that Jehovah had dried up the waters of the Jordan before the Israelites until they had crossed over, they lost heart and they lost all courage because of the Israelites. At that time Jehovah said to Joshua, Make for yourself flint knives and circumcise the men of Israel again a second time. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the men of Israel at Gibeatha 
Hara Alot. This is why Joshua circumcised them. All the males of the people who left Egypt, all the men of war, had died in the wilderness on the journey after they left Egypt. All the people who left Egypt were circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness on the journey after they left Egypt were not circumcised. The Israelites had walked for forty years in the wilderness until the entire nation had died off, that is, the men of war who left Egypt, who did not obey the voice of Jehovah. Jehovah swore to them that he would never let them see the land that Jehovah had swore to their forefathers to give to us, a land flowing with milk and honey. So he raised up their sons instead of them. These Joshua circumcised. They were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them during the journey. When they finished circumcising the entire nation, they remained where they were in the camp until they recovered. Then Jehovah said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away from you the reproach of Egypt, so that place has been called Gilgal until this day. The Israelites continued to camp at Gilgal, and they observed the Passover on the fourteenth day of the month in the evening on the desert plains of Jericho. And they began to eat the produce of the land they did the day after the Passover, unleavened bread and roasted grains on this same day. Then the manna stopped on the day following when they had eaten some of the produce of the land. There was no longer manna for the Israelites. So they, But they began to eat the produce of the land of Canaan in that year. When Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua walked up to him and asked, Are you on our side or on the sides of our adversaries? To this he said, No, but I have come as prince of Jehovah's army. With that Joshua fell with his face to the ground and prostrated himself and said to him, What does my Lord have to say to his servant? The prince of Jehovah's army replied to Joshua, Remove your sandals from your feet, because the place where you are standing is holy. At once Joshua did so. Chapter number 6 Now Jericho was tightly shut up because of the Israelites. No one was leaving and no one was entering. Jehovah then said to Joshua, See, I have handed over you. See, I have handed over to you Jericho and its kings and its mighty warriors. All you fighting men should march around the city, going around the city once. That is what you should do for six days. Have seven priests carry seven ram's horns before the ark, but on the seventh day you should march around the city seven times, and the priests should blow the horns. When the ram's horn is sounded, as soon as you hear the sound of the horn, all the people should shout a great war cry. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people must go up, each one straight ahead. So Joshua the son of Nun called the priests together and told them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant, and seven priests should carry seven ram's horns before the Ark of Jehovah. Then he told the people, Move on and march around the city, and the armed troops should go ahead of the Ark of Jehovah. And just as Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying seven ram's horns before Jehovah 
went forward and blew the horns, and the ark of the covenant of Jehovah was following them. And the armed troops went ahead of the priests who were blowing the horns, and the rear guard blowing continuously. <coughs> Now Joshua had commanded the people, Do not shout, nor let your voice be heard. Not a word should come out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout, then shout. He had the ark of Jehovah go round the city, going around it once, after which they returned to the camp and spent the night there. The next morning Joshua got up early, and the priests took up the ark of Jehovah, and seven priests carrying seven rams' horns walked before the ark of Jehovah, continuously blowing the horns. The armed troops were walking ahead of them, while the rear guards was following the ark of Jehovah, as the horns were blown constantly. constantly. They marched around the city on the second day once, after which they returned to the camp. That was what they did for six days. On the seventh day they got up early, as soon as the dawn broke, and they marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And on the seventh time the priest blew the horns, and Joshua told the people, Shout, for Jehovah has given you the city. The city and everything in it is to be devoted to destruction. It all belongs to Jehovah. Only Rahab the prostitute may keep living, she and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers we sent out. But keep away from what is devoted to destruction, so that you do not desire something devoted to destruction, and take it, making the camp of Israel something devoted to destruction, by bringing disaster on it. But all the silver and the gold and the articles of copper and iron are holy to Jehovah. They should go into the treasury of Jehovah. Then the people shouted when the horns were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the horn and shouting a great war cry, the wall fell down flat. After that, the people went up into the city, each one straight ahead, and they captured the city. They devoted all that was in the city to destruction by the sword, man and woman, young and old, bull, sheep and donkey. Joshua said to the two men, who had spied out the land, Go into the house of the prostitute and bring out the woman and all who belongs to her, just as you swore to her. So the young spies went in and brought out Rahab along with her father, her mother, her brothers, and all who belonged to her. Yes, they brought out her whole family, and they brought them safely to a place outside the camp of Israel. Then they burned the city and everything in it with fire, but the silver, the gold, and the articles of copper and iron they gave to the treasury of Jehovah's house. Only Rahab, the prostitute, and her father's household, and all who belonged to her, were spared by Joshua. And she lives in Israel to this day, because she hid the messengers whom Joshua sent out to spy on Jericho. At that time Joshua pronounced this oath, Cursed be the man before Jehovah who undertakes to rebuild this city of Jericho. At the cost of his firstborn he will lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest he will put up its doors. So Jehovah was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout all the earth. Chapter number 7 But the Israelites were unfaithful with regards to what had been devoted to destruction, For Achan, son of Gami, son of 
Sabdi, son of Sirah of the tribe of Judah, took some of what was devoted to destruction. At this, Jehovah's anger blazed against the Israelites. <coughs> then Joshua sent men out from Jericho to Ai, which is close to Bet-Aven, at east of Bethel, telling them, Go up and spy on the land. So the men went up and spied on Ai. When they returned to Joshua, they told him, Not all the people need to go up. About two or three thousand men are enough to defeat Ai. Do not tire out all the people by making them go, for there are only a few of them. So about three thousand men went up there, but they had to flee from the men of Ai. The men of Ai struck down thirty-six men, and they pursued them from outside the city gates as far as Shibarim, and they continued striking them down on the descent. So the courage of the people melted <coughs> and flowed away like water, flowed away like water. At this Joshua ripped his garment and fell with his face to the ground before the ark of Jehovah until the evening, he and the elders of Israel, and they kept throwing dust on their heads. Joshua said, Alas, sovereign Lord Jehovah, why did you bring these people all the way across the Jordan just to hand us over to the Amorites to be destroyed? If only we had been satisfied to remain on the other side of the Jordan. Pardon me, O Jehovah, what can I say now that Israel has retreated before his enemies? When the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land hear about it, they will surround us and wipe us out very uh, wipe us our wipe out our very name from the earth, and what will you do about your great name? Jehovah replied to Joshua, Get up, why are you lying on your face? Israel has sinned. They have violated my covenant that I commanded them to keep. They took some of what was devoted to destruction, stealing it and secretly putting it among their own possessions. Therefore the Israelites will not be able to stand against their enemies. They will turn their backs and flee from their enemies, because they have become something devoted to destruction. I will not be with you again unless you annihilate from your midst what was devoted to destruction. Get up and sanctify the people. Tell them, sanctify yourselves tomorrow, for this is what Jehovah the God of Israel says. What is devoted to destruction is among you, O Israel. You will not be able to stand against your enemies until you remove from your midst the things devoted to destruction. You are to present yourself in the morning, tribe by tribe, and the tribe that Jehovah selects will come near, family by family, and the family that Jehovah selects will come near, household by household, and the household that Jehovah selects will come near, man by man, and the one whom I caught with the thing devoted to destruction will be burned with fire, he and all that belongs to him, because he has violated the covenant of Jehovah, and because he has commanded a disgraceful act, he has committed a disgraceful act in Israel. So Joshua rose early in the next morning and had Israel come near, tribe by tribe, and the tribe of Judah was selected. He had the family of Judah come near, and the family of Sirachis was selected. After which he had the family of Sirachis come near, man by man, and Sabdi was selected. Finally, he had the household of Sabdi come near, man by man, and Achan, son of Kami, son of Sabdi, son of 
Sera of the tribe of Judah was selected. Then Joshua said to Arkan, My son, please honor Jehovah the God of Israel and make confessions to him. Tell me, please, what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Achan answered Joshua, For a fact I am the one who sinned against Jehovah the God of Israel, and this is what I have done. When I saw among the spoils a good-looking official garment from Sinar and two hundred shekels of silver and one gold bar weighing fifty shekels, I desired them, so I took them. They are now hiding in the ground inside my tent with the money underneath. At once Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent, and there the, and there the garment was hidden in the tent with the money underneath it. So they took the things out of the tent and brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites and placed them before Jehovah. Joshua and all Israel with him then took Achan, the son of Sarah, Sarah, the silver, the official garment, and the bar of gold, along with his sons, his daughters, his bull, his donkey, his flock, his tent, and everything that was his, and they brought them up to the valley of Achor. Joshua said, Why have you brought disaster upon us? Jehovah will bring disaster upon you on this day. With with that all Israel stoned him, after which they burned them with fire. Thus they stoned thus they stoned all of them, and they raised a huge pile of stone over him that remained to this day. At this Jehovah's hot anger subsided. That is why the name of that place is Valley of Achor to this day. Chapter number 8 Then Jehovah said to Joshua, do not, do not be afraid or be terrified. Take with you all the fighting men and go up against I. See, I have handed over to you the king of I, his people, his city, and his land. Do to I and to its kings just as you did to Jericho and its king, except you may plunder its spoils and its livestock for yourself. Set an ambush behind the city. So Joshua and all the fighting men went up against Ai. Joshua chose 30,000 mighty warriors and sent them off by night. He gave them this command. See, you are to lie in the ambush behind the city. Do not go very far from the city, and all of you be ready. I and all the people will be with, uh, will, with me will approach the city, and when they come out against us as before, we will retreat from them. When they come out after us, we will draw them away from the city, for they will say they are retreating from us just as before, and we will, retre- and we will retreat from them. Then you should rise up from the ambush and capture the city. Jehovah your God will hand it over to you. As soon as you have seized the city, you should set it on fire, You should do according to Jehovah's word. See, I have given you your orders. Then Joshua sent them out, and they marched to the place of ambush. They took a position between Bethel and Ai, to the west of Ai, while Joshua spent that night with the people. After Joshua rose up early in the morning and gathered the troops, he and the elders of Israel led them to Ai, All the fighting men who were with him marched up and advanced to the front of the city. They camped to the north of Ai, with the valley between them and Ai. 
In the meantime, he had taken about 5,000 men and had set them as an ambush between Bethel and Ai, to the west of the city. So the people set the main camp to the north of the city and the rear guard west of the city. And Joshua went that night into the middle of the valley. As soon as the king of Ai saw this, he and the men of the city hurried out early in the morning to meet Israel in battle at a certain place overlooking the desert plain. But he did not know that there was an ambush set against him to the rear of the city, where the men of Ai attacked Joshua and all Israel fled along the road in the direction of the wilderness. Then all the people who were in the city were summoned to pursue them, and as they pursued Joshua, they were drawn away from the city. Not a man was remaining in Ai and Bethel who did not go out after Israel. They left the city wide open and pursued Israel. Jehovah now said to Joshua, Stretch out the jawline that is in your hand towards Ai, for into your hand I will give it. So Joshua stretched out the jawling that was in his hand towards the city. The moment he stretched out his hand, the ambush rose up quickly from its place and ran into the city and captured it. They immediately set the city on fire. When the men of Ai turned around, they saw the smoke of the city rising, uh, rising to the sky, and they had no strength to flee in any direction. Then the people who had been fleeing towards the wilderness turned on their pursuers, when Joshua and all Israel saw that the ambush had captured the city and saw the smoke of the city rising, they turned around and attacked the men of Ai. And the others came out of the city to meet them, so that the men of Ai were trapped in the middle, with some Israelites on this side and some on that side. And they struck them down until there was not one survivor or escape remaining. But they caught the king of Ai alive and brought him before Joshua. After Israel finished killing all the inhabitants of Ai in the field, in the wilderness, where they had pursued them, and every last one of them had fallen by the sword, then all Israel returned to Ai and struck it with the sword. All those who fell on that day from man to woman amounted to twelve thousand, all the people of Ai. Joshua did not draw back his hand with which he had stretched out the jawling until he had devoted all the inhabitants of Ai to destruction. However, Israel took the livestock and the spoils of that city for themselves, according to the order that Jehovah had given to Joshua. Then Joshua burned Ai and reduced it to a permanent mount of ruin, as it remains to this day. He hung the king of Ai on a stake until the evening, and as the sun was about to set, Joshua gave the order to take his dead body down from the stake, then they pitched it at the entrance of the city gate and raised up a great pile of stones over him, which is there to this day. It was then that Joshua built an altar on Mount Ebal to Jehovah the God of Israel, just as Moses the servant of Jehovah had commanded the Israelites, and as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, and also of whole stone on which no iron tools has been wielded, on it they offered up burnt offerings to Jehovah as well as communion sacrifices. Then he wrote there on the stones a copy of the law that Moses had written for the Israelites. 
All Israel's, their elders, the officers and their judges were standing on both sides of the ark in front of the Levitical priest who were carrying the ark of the covenant of Jehovah. The foreign, the foreign residents were there as well as the natives. Half of them stood in front of Mount Gerizim and the other half in front of Mount Ebal, just as Moses, the servant of Jehovah, had previously commanded to bless the people of Israel. After this, he read out loud all the words of the law, the blessings and the curses according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua did not read out loud in front of all the congregation of Israel, including the women and the children and the foreign residents who were living among them. Chapter number 9 When all the kings who were on the west side of the Jordan heard what had happened, those in the (coughs) mountain regions in the Shephala, along the entire coast of the Great Sea, and in front of Lebanon, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, they formed an alliance to fight against Joshua and Israel. The inhabitants of Gibeon also heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and I, so they acted scrutinously and put provisions into worn-out sacks on their donkeys, along with worn-out wineskins that had bursted and had been mended. They also had worn-out and patched sandals on their feet, and they were wearing worn-out garments. All the bread of their provenance was dry and crumbly. Then they went to Joshua at the camp of Gilgal and said to him and the men of Israel, We have come from a distant land. Now make a covenant with us. But the men of Israel said to Hevites, Perhaps you are living near us, so how can we make a covenant with you? They replied to Joshua, We are your servants. Then Joshua said to them, Who are you, and where do you come from? At this they said to him, Your servants have come from a very distant land, out of regard for the name of Jehovah your God, because we have heard about his fame and about all he did in Egypt, and about all he did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other sides of the Jordan, King Shihon of Heshbon and King Og of Bashan, who was in Astaroth. So our elders and all the inhabitants of our land told us, Take provisions with you for the journey and go to meet them. Tell them, We will be your servants, now make a covenant with us. This bread that we took as our providence was still hot on the day we left our houses to come here to you. Now you can see it is dry and crumbly. And these wineskins were new when we filled them, but now they have burst. And our garments and sandals have worn out because of the great length of the journey. At that the men took some of their provenance put uh, at that the men took some of their provisions, but they did not inquire of Jehovah. So Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live, and that is what the chieftains of the assembly swore to them in an oath. At the end of the three days after they made a covenant with them, they heard that they lived nearby in their vicinity. Then the Israelites set out and came to their cities on the third day. Their cities were Gibeon, Shepira, 
Bereot, Ankiat Dirajim. But the Israelites did not attack them, because the chieftains of the assembly had sworn an oath to them by Jehovah, the God of Israel. So all the assembly began to murmur against the chieftains. At this, all the chieftains said to the entire assembly, Since we swore an oath to them by Jehovah, the God of Israel, we are not allowed to hurt them. This is what we will do. We will let them live, so that there is no indignation against us because of the oath that we swore to them. And the chieftains added, Let them live, but let them become gatherers of wood and drawers of water for all the assembly. This is what the chieftains promised them. Joshua now called them and said to them, Why did you trick us by saying, We are from a very far place away from you, when you really live right among us? From now on you are cursed, and you will always occupy a slave position as gatherers of wood and drawers of water for the house of my God. They answered Joshua, It was because your servants were plainly told that Jehovah your God had commanded Moses his servant to give you all the land and to annihilate all its inhabitants from before you. So we were afraid for our lives because of you, and that is why we did this. Now we are at your mercy. Do to us whatever you think is good and right. And that is what he did with them. He saved them from the hands of the Israelites, and they did not kill them. But that day Joshua made them gathers of wood and drawers of water for the assembly, and for Jehovah's altar at the place that he should choose, and they remained so to this day. Chapter number 10 As soon as King Adonisedek of Jerusalem heard that Joshua had captured Ai and devoted it to destruction, doing to Ai and its kings just as he had done to Jericho and its kings, and how he inhabitants of Gibeon, and how the inhabitants of Gibeon had made peace with Israel and remained among them, he was greatly alarmed, because Gibeon was a great city, like one of the royal cities. It was greater than I, and all its men were warriors. So Adonisedek, king of Jerusalem, sent this message to Horam, king of Hebron, Piram, king of Yarmuts. Yapia king of Lachish, and Debia king of Eglon, come to my aid, and let us attack Gibeon, because it has made peace with Joshua and the Israelites. At this the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Yarmuth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon gathered together along with their armies, and they marched on and encamped against Gibeon to fight against it. Then the men of Gibeon sent word to Joshua at the camp at Gilgal. Do not forsake your slaves. Come quickly. Rescue us and help us. All the kings of the Amorites from the mountains regions had gathered against us. So Joshua went up from Gilgal with all the fighting men and the mighty warriors. Jehovah then said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them, for I have handed them over to you. Not one of them will be able to stand against you. Joshua came against them by surprise after marching all night long from Gilgal. Jehovah threw them into confusion before Israel, and they inflicted a great slaughter on them at Gibeon, pursuing them by way of the ascent of 
bit Horon and striking them down as far as Asikath and Makeda, while they were fleeing from Israel and were on the descent of Beth Horon, Jehovah hurtled great hailstones from the sky on them as far as Asika, and they perished. In fact, more died from the hails than from the sword of the Israelites. It was then on the day that Jehovah rooted the Amorites before the eyes of the Israelites that Joshua said to Jehovah before Israel, Sun stand still over Gibeon, and moon over the valley of Aijalon. So the sun stood still, and the moon did not move until the nation could take vengeance on its enemies. Is it not written in the book of Yashar? The sun stood still in the middle of the sky and did not hasten to set for about a whole day. There has never been a day like that one, either before it or after it, when Jehovah listened to the voice of a man, for Jehovah was fighting for Israel. After that, Joshua, together with all Israel, returned to the camp of Gilgal. Meanwhile, the five kings fled and hid in the cave at Makeda. Then it was reported to Joshua, The five kings have been found hiding in the caves of Makeda. So Joshua said, Roll large stones over the mouth of the cave and assign men to guard them. But the rest of you should not stop. Pursue your enemies and strike them from the rear. Do not allow them to enter into their cities, for Jehovah your God has given them into your hands. After Joshua and the Israelites had finished <clears throat> inflicting a very great slaughter on them, to the point of wiping them out except for some survivors who escaped and entered into the fortified cities, all the people returned safely to Joshua at the camp of Makeda. Not a man dared to utter a word against the Israelites. Then Joshua said, Open the mouth of the cave and bring the five kings out of the cave to me. So they brought to him from the cave these five kings, the king of Jerusalem, the king of Hebron, the king of Yarmouth, the king of Lachish, and the king of Eglon. When they brought these kings to Joshua, he summoned all the men of Israel and said to the commanders of the fighting men who had gone with him, Come forward, place your feet on the backs of the necks of these kings. So they came forward and placed their feet on the backs of their necks. Then Joshua said to them, Do not be afraid or be terrified. Be courageous and strong, for this is what Jehovah will do to all your enemies against whom you are fighting. Then Joshua struck them and put them to death and hung them on five stakes, and they remained hanging on the stakes until the evening. At sunset, Joshua ordered that they be taken down from the stakes and thrown into the caves where they had hidden themselves. Then large stones were placed at the mouth of the cave, and these remain to this very day. Joshua captured Makedach on that day and struck it with the sword. He devoted its kings and everyone in it to destruction, letting no survivor remain. He did to the king of Makedach just as he had done to the king of Jericho. Then Joshua, together with all Israel, went from Makedach to Libna and fought against Libna. Jehovah also gave it and its kings into Israel's hands, and they struck it and everyone in it with the sword, not letting a survivor remain in it. So they did to its kings uh, just as they had done to the king of Jericho. 
Next, Joshua, together with all Israel, went from Libna to Lachish and camped there and fought against it. Jehovah gave Lachish into Israel's hands, and they captured it on the second day. They struck it and everyone in it with the sword, just as they had done to Libna. Then Horam, king of Gesha, went up to help Lachish, but Joshua struck him and his people down until no one survived or survivor remained. Then Joshua, together with all Israel, went from Lachish to Eglon and camped there and fought against it. They captured it on that day and struck it with the sword. They devoted everyone in it to destruction on that day, just as they had done to Lachish. Then Joshua, together with all Israel, went up from Eglon to Hebron and fought against it. They captured it and struck it, its kings, its towns, and everyone in it, with the sword, not letting any survivor remain. Just as he had done to Eglon, he devoted it and everyone in it to destruction. Finally, Joshua, together with all Israel, turned towards Debir and fought against it. He captured it, its kings and all its towns, and they struck them down with the sword, devoting everyone in it to destruction, not letting any survivor remain. He did to Debir and its kings just as he had done to Hebron and to Libna and its kings. Joshua conquered all the land of the mountain regions, the Negev, the Shephelah, and the slopes, and all their kings, not letting any survivor remain. He devoted everything that breath that breathed to destruction, just as Jehovah the God of Israel had commanded. Joshua conquered them from Kadesh Barena to Gaza and all the land of Goshen and up to Gibeon. Joshua captured all these kings and their land, all at the same time, because it was Jehovah, the God of Israel, who was fighting for Israel. Then Joshua returned with all Israel to the camp at Gilgal. Chapter number 11. As soon as Yabin, king of Hazor, heard of it, he sent word to Yabab, king of Madon, and to the king of Shimron, the king of Ashpash, the kings who were in the northern mountain regions, those in the plains south of Shinereth, those in the Shephalah and on the slopes of Dor to the west, the Canaanites to the east and the west, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites in the mountain regions, and the Hivites at the base of Hermon in the land of Mishpah. So they came out with all their armies, a vast multitude as numerous as the grains of sand at the seashore, together with very many horses and war chariots. All these kings agreed to meet, and they came and camped together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. At this Jehovah said to Joshua, Do not be afraid because of them, for about this time tomorrow I am giving over all of them slain to Israel. Their horses you must hamstring, their horses you must hamstring, and their chariots you must burn in the fire. Joshua, together with all the fighting men, then launched a surprise attack against them along the waters of Merom. Jehovah gave them into Israel's hands, and they defeated them and pursued them as far as great Sidon and Mishre-Proth-Marim and the valley of Mishpeh to the east, and they struck them down until no survivors remained. Joshua then did to them just as Jehovah had told him. 
he hamstringed their horses and burned their chariots in the fire. Moreover, Joshua then returned and captured Hazor and struck down its king with the sword, because Hazor had formerly been the head of all these kingdoms. They struck down everyone in it with the sword, devoting them to destruction. Not a breathing thing was left. Then he burned Hazor in the fire. Joshua captured all the cities of these kings and defeated all their kings with the sword. He devoted them to destruction, just as Moses, the servant of Jehovah, had commanded. However, Israel did not burn any of the cities that stood on their mouth except Hazor. It was the only one Joshua burned. All the spoils of these cities and the livestock the Israelites plundered for themselves. But they struck every human with the sword until they had annihilated each one. They did not let anyone breathe remain, just as Jehovah had commanded Moses his servant. So Moses commanded Joshua, and so Joshua did. He left nothing undone of all that Jehovah had commanded Moses. Joshua conquered all this land, the mountain regions, all the Negev, all the land of Goshen, the Shephelah, the Abach, and the mountain regions of Israel and its Shephelah. From Mount Halak, which goes up to Seir, and as far as Baalgad, in the valley of Lebanon, at the base of Mount Hermon, and he captured all their kings and defeated them, putting them to death. Joshua waged war with all these kings for quite some time. There was no city that made peace with the Israelites except the Hevites inhabiting Gibeon. They conquered all the other they conquered all the others by war. It was Jehovah who allowed their hearts to become stubborn, so that they waged war against Israel, in order for him to devote them to destruction without any favorable consideration. They were to be annihilated, just as Jehovah had commanded Moses. At that time, Joshua wiped out the Anakim from the mountain regions, from Heron, Debir, Anab, and all the mountain regions of Judah and all the mountain regions of Israel, Joshua devoted them and their cities to destruction. There were no Anakim left in the land of the Israelites. They remained only in Gaza, in Gath, and in Ashdod. So Joshua took control of all the land, just as Jehovah had promised Moses, and then Joshua gave it as an inheritance to Israel by their, share, by their shares to be divided among their tribes, and the land had rest from war. So, this is Kenneth Anderson signing off. It is the 26th of December 2022. The time is 18.25 and it is Monday. Bye.